All right, everyone. This is the Roadmap Benzinga's NFT show. Happy to get started today. Want to give a shout out that today's show is sponsored by FTX US, one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users. Their app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees. And you can use your phone or computer for the FTX trading platform. No gas fees, NFTs on the Ethereum and Solana blockchains. To learn more, you can go to FTX.us or click on the link in the description that will be pinned to the chat during this episode. So big shout out to FTX, guys. Make sure you click on that link and get started. And speaking of getting started, it is time to bring on my co-host, Benzinga's own, Brian Moore. What's howdy, going howdy. on, buddy? Living the dream, as always. Uh, of course. Well, Brian, we've got an exciting show. Uh, we, we are going to talk about some big companies, right, that are getting into the world of NFTs. So that's a topic we've talked about before. But we thought we would dive more into it today because there's so many that are getting you know, into it. And I want to start with, before we get into companies, I want to start with the world of sports. So you just heard me say FTX is sponsor of our show. FTX is also working with several sports teams, including the Golden State Warriors. So they launched their first NFT last night. You could get a digital collectible for attending a game. And Brian, this is becoming a big trend. Ticketmaster did this for mm -hmm. the NFL. The Dallas Mavericks did this for Dirk Nowitzki's Jersey Retirement Night. And the Super Bowl. Everyone who attends this year's Super Bowl is also getting a customized NFT. So what do you think? I mean, are, are NFT tickets here to stay? And are the teams that are not doing this, are they just missing out sitting on the sidelines right now? Uh, yeah. Okay. So there's two answers to this question. One, I think people are missing out. And I also think that it is the next wave. And that's how all, how all tickets are going to be moving forward. Um, <clears throat> even myself, I've been working on a side project with a, with a buddy of mine to create concert tickets and stuff like that and turn them into nfts and make it easier and seamless to prevent scalping robots and price uh price gouging and stuff like that but with these big huge uh sports arenas and teams and you know uh companies giving away nfts as like memorabilia and stuff i think you're going to see a lot more of that i think that we're not going to miss out quite yet because a lot of people still don't really know what an NFT is <clears throat> and they think it's just some baloney kind of like how when I was a kid, you know, my parents had no idea what Pokemon was, but it was like my whole entire world kind of thing. Although NFTs are have a lot more utility and um, are a lot better of a technology than that video game. But it's the kind of same concept. You'll see a lot of people that don't really understand crypto, don't understand the blockchain, <clears throat> will have a really hard time. Um, like minting their NFT or receiving it or know how to hold it or what to do with it. But once people learn and find out how, and if these companies can create like a seamless way to educate and show like what it's used for and what to do with it, I think that a lot of, we're going to see a lot more of it and continuing. It's just going to keep up rising. Definitely. Well, shout out to, we got Miss Whitehorse and Hussein in the chat. 
Uh, everyone, go ahead, smash that like, subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel, and comment in the chat right now if you're watching us live on YouTube. We would love to hear from you, and as you can see, your comments will show up live on the screen during today's episode. Brian, I love your points there, and I, I also like the discussion you had about, you know, uh, using tickets in the blockchain to prevent, you know, price gouging and scalping and other items. I think right now the biggest focus for some of these NFT tickets is really just the collectability. And I think utility down the road could really prove valuable for both the ticketing companies, the, I, I guess, three, the the ticketing companies, the, the user, and also the sports teams. And it's a great way to connect there. Uh, to me, I think the people that are early, I mean, you have an opportunity again. Like I remember when the Mavericks retired Nowitzki's jersey, uh, you could buy the cheapest seats to that game were like 150 bucks. You got a free NFT and those NFTs were selling for 250 to $300 right yeah. away. I mean, so you were going to the game for free and actually making money. I, of course, live nowhere near close to Dallas. No. So I wasn't about to just, you know, make that trip just to get the NFT. But I mean, if I lived in the area, I, I would have bought a ticket gone and then been able to get this NFT. I mean, to me, it just kind of seems like a, a no brainer right now for these sports teams and arenas to do the NFT tickets. It's easier to um like handle memorabilia, too. So like. I remember growing up, um, at, like at one point, I couldn't tell you where they are now, but at one point I had every single uh, ticket stub of every concert I ever went to and like all my festival wristbands, all that kind of stuff. I had it all saved. And like, I thought I could hold on to ever, forever. Now, I mean, I'm grown, I've moved a few times and I have no idea where the heck that stuff is. But if it was as an NFT and I could collect it and it was in my wallet and, you know, maybe unlock something, but like, it's the same principle as having that little tiny piece of paper. There's no difference. It's just, this is mine. I own it. Here it is. And this way I can't lose it unless I lose my keys or something like that. But it's not like I can get destroyed or lost in a move or a fire or something. So I, I like the idea for memorabilia and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, I'm the same with you, Brian. Somewhere in a box, uh, hopefully, I still have some of my old concert tickets. And uh, I mean... I noticed, you know, over the years, we've definitely shifted away from even having the the physical tickets. A mm -hmm. lot went to, you know, the the paper tickets instead of the ticket stub, which, you know, a piece of paper isn't really something you're going to frame and put on the wall necessarily. And I really like the utilization of, you know, a digital collectible that you can show off. You know, we we we've talked about digital art frames right before that, you know, maybe I can get behind me here and I could have my tickets scroll through it right someday. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's great. So, you know, that's the start of the conversation here, big companies, sports teams, you know, getting into NFTs. Uh, you can see the title of today's episode, big brand cash grab or more. We of course don't want to accuse any of these companies of cash grab, but there is a lot of comments out there that, you know, some of these big companies do they actually understand NFTs and utility or are they just launching them to kind of capitalize on the hype? I, I want to start off with news that we got today. Um, I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but uh, I, I'm sure you're like me and you're going to remember this brand Blockbuster, right? The physical oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, rental. Yeah, yeah, right. So did. you used to be able to go to your local Blockbuster. For anyone out there, you know, who, who's too young to remember, Blockbuster was where you went to uh, rent movies, 
right? And they eventually went the way of the dinosaur. They got replaced um, by streaming companies, right? Now we have Netflix and others. And really, if you want to rent a physical uh, movie, you can go to a, a Redbox and get one. Otherwise, you pretty much have to uh, digitally download or pay for it um, or find your your one of your local maybe uh, video rental stores. So Blockbuster is now owned by Dish Networks. So Dish bought them out of bankruptcy. And it was announced on Twitter today by a trademark lawyer. He found that uh, Dish filed some trademarks for Blockbuster. So the trademarks they filed were a downloadable software for non-fungible tokens, an online marketplace for NFTs, a virtual currency for members, online gaming services in the nature of metaverse, and the use of non-downloadable web-based decentralized applications. And this, of course, goes back to a December rumor that a new DAO had formed, right? Blockbuster DAO was trying to raise $5 million and they were going to buy the Blockbuster brand and turn it into this digital brand where you could, you know, stream movies and, you know, you would own NFTs and crypto and all that. Well, it looks like Dish is ready to do that on their own. So Brian, what do you think of this? Could Blockbuster make a comeback if they can now launch, you know, NFTs, launch their own token and, and kind of come back as a crypto brand versus just the, the physical retail brand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> This happened about uh, a couple months ago, probably around uh, four or five months ago, where Cardano announced that they uh, partnered with uh, Dish to be their blockchain um, uh, provider kind of deal. And so with that being said, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of, you know, positivity that can come from being on the Cardano blockchain. They haven't really made a big splash in the NFT or really this kind of space yet, but I think in due time they will. And that's really interesting to hear because right when you said that, I didn't have anything pulled up. I just remembered that. And now it's kind of making sense and kind of full circling that. I mean, yeah, they have everything ready to go to do so. It's not like it's a hoop dream. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, I also remember, like, uh, I feel like uh, um, Radio Shack uh, was another brand that maybe was going to come back to life through doing, you know, crypto or NFTs or something. But I, I think the Blockbuster thing's interesting here, because when you think about, you know, how we talked about Looks Rare being a, a new marketplace for, for NFTs and where you get a reward, right? If you use their marketplace to buy and sell NFTs, you get the, the looks token. Mm -hmm. so, if, so if Blockbuster launches their own token and, and maybe they turn to become a streaming marketplace. So right now, if, if, if you watch a movie on Netflix, you, you don't get anything in return, right? Other than just watching the movie, you pay a monthly subscription fee. What if Blockbuster rewarded you, right, for watching a, a movie or a show on a streaming platform? What if you got a token along the way? Or what if you were able to mint an NFT of certain movies that they partner Do with? Do kind of like Brave Browser where they um, <clears throat> they give you BAT BAT in order to uh, to watch ads. So like instead yeah. of Hulu, um, you know, watching ads or paying that extra for it, you just opt in or you opt out, you get nothing. But if you opt in, you get you know, a nice something in return. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's where we're headed, right, Brian? I mean, we, we live in a world now where uh, a, a lot of people, especially in the crypto space, 
uh, you know, you want some sort of utility or reward along the way, right? So if you have, you know, two different companies you can use and one is rewarding you and one is not, I mean, I think human nature is to at least explore or look into the one that rewards you for doing something you're going to do anyway. So, you know, that's not to say Blockbuster will actually launch this service. They're still in the early stages, but they did file those trademarks. And I'm definitely interested to hear more on what their plans are in the space. Uh, so speaking of big brands, I mean, Brian, there are just so many companies <laughs> out there that have announced or launched NFTs themselves. And I mean, mm -hmm. Uh, of course, Benzinga, we cover the stock market, right? We cover all financial news, crypto now too. But but going back to stocks, a lot of these are publicly traded companies that launch, you know, NFTs. So some of the big ones that launched last year, we had Pepsi, right? Pepsi launched the can NFTs. Um, Budweiser launched can NFTs. These were done with Vayner NFT, Gary V's NFT company that he launched. So to me, I mean, the, these were big launches. Uh, you know, they're providing utility in the future that you get early access to future drops. Um, I really like what, you know, some of these companies are doing. We also saw uh, Visa buy a CryptoPunk and Visa yeah. and MasterCard are, you know, getting more and more into the NFT space, allowing people to use credit cards, uh, you know, to buy crypto and NFT. Of course, on FTX, you can use a credit card. Um, which, you know, brings new people to the space rather than just having to buy that initial cryptocurrency. And, and then Nike bought Artifact, right? A digital sneaker company. They have the Clone X NFTs. So a big move there. And, and then we talked yesterday, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, some of these big social media platforms. So, so Brian, I, I'll pause there for a minute before I talk about some more companies. But what are your thoughts just overall on these big companies getting into <laughs> NFTs, you know, are they serious about it? Are they capitalizing on the hype? Is it a, a combination of both? I would, <clears throat> I definitely say it's a combination of both. I would, uh, uh, you know, it'd be dumb not to kind of hop on that hype train, but who knows if they have the structure to like actually pull it off and they'll put like mainly who knows if they're going to put resources to actually try to put it off or pull it off correctly. So like we saw with the, um, the Adidas metaverse launch with the, the board apes and all that stuff that kind of failed and backfired because th these guys did, had no idea what they're doing. They probably worked on it for a couple months and just kind of jumped in and, you know, some project manager said, okay, do it, figure it out. We're going to go and we'll, we'll see where it goes instead of like, you know, trying to hire somebody who has a lot of experience in that to, um, actually deploy something like that so if, if they can like make it to where you know we're having we're seeing utility we're seeing some actionable items and we're seeing some great use cases then who cares if it's a cash grab because you know they're gonna make their money no matter what and i mean adidas still made millions of dollars off just that mint alone and they didn't have to do anything really you know so i i, I think it's a cash grab but i also think it's a cash grab just as anything else when someone tweets something viral. So hopefully they use it because NFTs are here to stay. They're not going to put all this work and effort into just a meme or anything, you know, maybe a tweet or something, but putting these development teams, building full on boards and, you know, whole departments just for this, you know, we're seeing a lot of that even from McDonald's to, um, you know, uh, Blockbuster. So <clears throat> I think it's here to stay.
Sorry. Yeah, I think the the Adidas one's interesting, right? They launched some merchandise exclusive to people who own one of the NFTs. Um, I like that they partnered with Board Apes. Uh, they partnered with Pixel Vault. They partnered with uh, G Funk. Um, good brand awareness. Nike buying Artifact. Uh, now you have New Balance and some other, uh, you know, apparel companies also getting into NFTs. Uh, you know, I just think that that's where we're headed, right? There, mm -hmm. There's going to be the metaverse, right? Where everyone's going to have this character, this avatar, and, and ultimately they need, they need some clothes, right? They need some sneakers. So if you're a sneaker brand, I mean, it, it just seems kind of common sense that you would at least, you know, uh, I, I mean, for lack of a better words, you would dip your toes into and explore that. Um, so, you know, some of these companies I think are early and, you know, like you said, some of them, you know, you're, you're doing it and it may be a cash grab, but you're also, you know, getting there before others and prepared for the future. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think that's a, a, a great topic. So many companies, Brian, I mean, Hasbro, Mattel, we even saw Barbie NFTs recently, um, Funko, I don't know if you've seen these ones, Brian, I've talked before about Funko, Funko did NFTs that are like trading cards. And, and the difference with theirs is, um, so they're exclusive, uh, they're on the wax blockchain. And if you pull one of the like epic versions, it's tied to a physical Funko. So you get okay. a redemption coin where then you get that Funko mailed to your house. And that's the only way you can get those exclusive Funkos is through the NFTs, right? So, I mean, my kids love Funkos. There's people out there who collect Funkos. I, I collect them sometimes. I, get, <clears throat> I got a bunch for, uh, I get one like for Christmas of, I really like The Office. Like I don't watch that go. much yep. more people always get it for me. Yep. And so I have a ton of Office ones and I, I collect them now because they're actually worth money. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I, I like that aspect of, uh, Coach, the, the luxury handbag company, they did NFTs recently where if you bought one of the NFTs, you actually got a physical handbag as well. Of course, that was a smaller series of NFTs that are uh, very expensive. But, you know, these companies doing where you get the NFT and then you also get a, a physical item too, I think is a great way for, you know, people to maybe get in. Maybe it's their first NFTs, right? Funko may have brought mm -hmm. some new people to the space with this style. Um, the one that really surprises me that's not bigger in NFTs yet, Brian, is Disney, right? So Disney has yeah, some cool. NFTs with um, Vive, where they do like some almost like uh, digital figurines, right? But they really haven't done a ton of NFTs yet. And I'm wondering if they're, you know, quietly behind the scenes working on their own marketplace, or if they have a partner coming, because to me, they just have this huge library of content and brands, right? I mean, when you think Disney, Star Wars, Pixel, or Pixar, Marvel, right? Those brands alone, you have so many different things you could do. So, I mean, what do you think, Brian? Is Disney just staying on the sidelines or do they have something up their sleeve that maybe we don't uh, know about yet? Um, honestly, it's, it, this is all just speculation. I would assume they're thinking about it. They're talking about it. They're working something out. I think they're de definitely going to be the kind of company that plays their cards to the chest. Um, because one thing that they can do with it is they had the Disney vault for forever. Cause I remember as a kid, you know, you had the movies that came out, Little Mermaid and, um, Lion King and stuff like that. And then 20 years later, they released them again and they put them back and you can't really buy it unless you find it, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a 
there's a lot of, uh, I guess, progress or a lot of cool things that they can do with that aspect. But also like what you just said, you know, they have these huge, huge, huge um, uh, corporations within Disney where you have Marvel and Star Wars and <clears throat> all the different um, spinoffs and stuff. So they have to do something, but they also might just be making enough money where they don't really, they don't think it's a priority at the time too. I, I would imagine they are working on something and someone at that company at each one of them is, you know, probably being tasked to look into it and do something about it. But we might just see some huge thing drop in two weeks. We don't know. I don't know. They're very, very particular about lawsuit stuff too. So they're really, uh, they got their stuff on lock. Yeah. And that is the thing is, I mean, we've obviously seen some NFTs launch that maybe have like a trait or two kind of tied to a Disney character or a Disney series. Right. I mean, we've, we've seen NFTs use, you know, kind of like a lightsaber trait or like a, you know, a Iron Man mask trait maybe or something like that. And so far, people have been able to do that. But, you know, like you said, Disney, they protect that copyright and their IP a lot. And, you know, I just, I can't wait to hear more from them because, you know, uh, again, it's another piece that could bring even more people to the NFT space, right? If Disney launches you know, more NFTs on their own, or they launch their own marketplace, or they partner with someone. I just think that could be, you know, extremely valuable. And, you know, again, huge news for the space. Um, Brian, any other big brands to to highlight, or maybe that, you know, are missing out and haven't yet, um, you know, gotten oh, uh, into just NFTs? Someone just added VV has the rights to Disney, um, to some of the Disney stuff. And he's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so I, I tried to buy some, Brian. They actually do sell out fairly quick. Mm -hmm. And again, like Vive isn't a huge um, thing uh, that, you know, I hadn't really heard of until the past couple months. But they do. Yeah. Like they almost look like, uh, you know, like uh, little figures. And yeah. you get like a random one, right? <laughs> and they did like a, there was a C3PO and an R2D2 one. And, you know, you had the chance to get like a gold version. There was a Mickey Mouse, a Steamboat Willie. Um, and then they also do like some of the comic covers um, from yeah, like uh -huh. Marvels and stuff. And, you know, that's something I need to explore more. Um, so, so Chris in the chat, uh, if you've got more to tell me about Vive, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Or let us know here in the chat because, again, I did. I mean, there's so many NFTs out there, Brian. I can only keep track of so yeah. so many. I remember but, that because uh, I was into. <clears throat> I saw they had the comic book drop and uh, stuff like that. With they had the like uh, original Spider-Man and stuff, and it sold out fast. But yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. One thing, I'm, one company I wanted to mention that um, was said. I didn't know if we were going to cover it, but <clears throat> McDonald's says uh, uh, asked Elon Musk, Elon Musk, if. Uh, they take Grimace coin that McDonald's would take Dogecoin. So, you know, they're getting kind of into all this stuff. I, I don't really know much about Grimace coin, to be honest. I didn't know it was a thing until I just read that earlier today. But, you know, all these companies are still diving in and it's not going anywhere. I guess I just wanted to kind of push that even further. Like, who knows where we're going? Yeah, you know, great call on McDonald's, Brian. Uh, I actually remember last year... So McDonald's has the McRib sandwich, right? Which is like one of their key, like limited time promotions. It, it's a, got a cult following, right? When the McRib came back, they actually did a McRib NFT, but I think there was only like 10 of them available. So you could like enter a raffle to get one. 
Um, you know, but it was McDonald's kind of saying, hey, we can do NFTs, but we can also, you know, market this product that everyone yeah. loves and tell them there it is right there. <laughs> There's the McRib NFT. So, I mean, if you're a company and you've got a product launch or a product announcement, why not do an NFT of it? I mean, to me, that was genius by McDonald's. And I mean, yeah, so McDonald's and Elon going back and forth now on these these crypto. But I mean, it, why not do a Happy Meal NFT or something? I mean, if you're McDonald's, right. just, just go all in, right? Jump in feet first. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, Brian, uh, you know, moving on from companies... We, we talked yesterday, you know, Paris Hilton was on Jimmy Fallon the other night, and they are two of the celebrities that own uh, Bored Apes, right? So Bored Ape Yacht Club, one of the most valuable and most popular NFT collections out there. I'm going to drop a link in the chat right now. We do have an article on the site of celebrities who own Bored Ape Yacht Club NFTs, and that list is growing, Brian. I don't know if you saw this. But MoonPay, who, of course, helped facilitate the transaction for both Jimmy Fallon and Paris Hilton, MoonPay also helped Kevin Hart get a, a lot of people get aboard Ape. Yeah, they, they're helping a lot of people, and they're also growing that brand awareness for mm -hmm. MoonPay. For a lot of uh, celebrities, so, I mean. Yeah, so Kevin Hart, uh, if we can, there it is, Brian. What do you think? Kevin Hart yeah. with the beanie hat, um, you, you know, uh, uh he, he went all in. The, the difference here, though, Brian, is what's the common thing when celebrities buy a big NFT is they change their Twitter profile picture. Well, guess what? Kevin Hart has not changed his profile picture yet. Uh, mm. Do you think that's going to happen? Or is he just kind of along for the ride here with NFTs and not all in? Probably just along for the ride. I mean, <clears throat> we'll see if he does. Uh, I bet you he doesn't really care that much about it and just kind of jumped in and just see what all what all the fuss is about. But, I mean, it is it is ridiculous that just speaking on Bored Apes itself, I mean, this project started with, you know, you could buy it at 0 .04 or something like that, and now it's, you know, life-changing money for some people to where it's almost life-changing money for generations too. So it's... Man, it's it's crazy what NFTs can do and what that project alone did and how many celebrities really want to be a part of it. Yeah, and Brian, the other celebrity that I saw over the past couple of days that got a board ape as well, and this one I don't think was facilitated through MoonPay. It looks like he just bought it, is a soccer player, Neymar, um, who plays for the Brazilian national team. He, of course, plays. And, and there you see it, right? He changed his profile picture. So 55 million followers on Twitter. He has over 100 and I think 80 million followers on Instagram. He also shared the picture there. Um, that's a sweet looking one, right? Of course, we got the pink fur, the party hat, the bubble gum. We got the tux. Uh, a more expensive one, obviously, and not just a floor one. But uh, I mean, you said it, right? Bored apes, they're, they're huge. And I mean, talk about free marketing, right? Like, uh, Bored Apes didn't even have to do anything. Kevin or Neymar bought this. He shared it on Twitter. He shared it on Instagram. I mean, that's millions of people who may have seen, you know, Bored Ape for the first time. If they maybe didn't know what NFTs are, right. they now do because of this celebrity. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, that's, that, that's always one of those questions we ask these teams when they come on, right? Brian is we, we talk, you know, uh, you know, 
I, when we talk to projects and they have celebrities who like the artwork or who have bought some, you know, was that part of their marketing plan, right? Did they give away some free NFTs to celebrities? Did they do some honorary ones? Or was it all, you know, organic? Did celebrities just say, hey, I really like this. I'm going to buy it. And they got the free marketing. So, I mean, if you were going to launch an NFT, Brian, I, would you, you know, be allocating some resources to really trying to get some celebrities on board? It really seems like that brings a ton of eyeballs to your project. Um, <clears throat> I've seen this hit and miss before. It, it all depends. Like, I, I feel like the... Um... I feel like the apes didn't really have to put a lot of too much of their marketing into getting celebrities because it happened after the fact, after they blew up, but you don't want to go into that shill zone to where you have, you know, all these, you know, pseudo celebrities or actual real time celebrities pumping your NFT project and all this stuff. And then it ends up just being a rug or it just fails. And you've now wasted, you know, you gave this person a hundred thousand dollars to do all this promoting it ends up, it crashes in a week and you, your whole team and not, you guys don't get really much anything out of it, but that person, he, the, the celebrity won. So, you know, it, it just kind of <clears throat> twofold, you know, you got to be very careful with that. I'm always weary when I see celebrities jump into and say, I promote this. When you know for a fact that celebrity has no idea what the heck any of this is, they're just saying it just because they got paid to say it. I always think that's a big red flag. So I don't know. It all depends, I guess. Yeah, I, I think a good mix, right? Like, and, you know, I, I think if you're a project, you want to get, you know, some sort of validation right away, right? By having a celebrity or a big, even a big NFT influencer, right? Like, a, you know, a, a Gary B or, a, a, you know, someone else out there that tweets about your project or likes it. And whether that's because, you know, you reached out to them or because they saw it, it can really help with your mint and some of those secondary sales. But like you said, when these celebrities, when they own one, I mean, it's also kind of like a stock, right? When they own one, they can share about it. But like at what point then they're kind of stuck, right? They can't really yeah. sell it because if they sell it, then it's going to look like, you know, it, it was a, a pump and dump or a scam. Um, and, and also with the blockchain, right? We can see all that, right? So if, if Jimmy Fallon decides to get rid of his board ape, well, we're going to find out about it, right? There's going to be a chain of transactions. And I mean, it would look really bad if he had Paris Hilton on, they talked about bored apes. And then the next morning we find out that he sold his ape, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, he used that national TV to spotlight it. So it's kind of, you know, again, the strength of the blockchain that we can follow these celebrities when they buy, but we can also see when they sell. So even if they don't tweet about it, you know, there's people out there tracking these wallets and it's really amazing that, you know, we can see all of that. So is that something we should be paying attention to, you know, on the other side, Brian, is, you know, kind of the, the sales by these celebrities or with celebrities having <clears throat> endless money, do you think they're just going to buy them and just hold on to them here? I'd say with something like Bored Apes, um, you're way better off buying and holding, even if you wanted to sell, because obviously it's going to keep going up. Um, some of the show ones, yeah, you want to see what's going on and what they have, but I think it all determines about the project itself to see if they sold for a reason or if they sold just because they wanted to get on and move out where they like they actually are an NFT trader like Gary V or Logan Paul or something, even though Logan Paul has promoted a lot of, um, you know, kind of, 
questionable projects sometimes. But, you know, he actually does do that kind of trading. So there's a lot of in and out movement with some of the people like gmoney.eth. He also was on uh, Moon or Bus and talked about it. And, um, you know, he doesn't, he'll, he'll hold on to a project, but he'll get in and out at times too. So it's not just because he sells doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just, you know, it's, that's how trading works. And this is what he uses to make his living. So you just got to kind of figure it out with celebrities. Yeah. If it's someone like you, I guess Jimmy Fallon, I wouldn't expect Jimmy Fallon to know anything really about NFTs or what he's actually holding besides that he knows an asset that's going to go up in value and a lot of people like it, you know, so he'll hold it. If someone, you know, if you see these like, Twitter accounts that have a hundred thousand followers are only following like five, but they got all that in like three days. And then they have all these celebrities saying like these pseudo celebrities saying like, Hey, this project is awesome. Or I, are they retweeting all that stuff? I wouldn't even touch something like that. So that's kind of my um, idea behind it. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely a great opinion there, Brian. Nice advice. Again, the show, not financial advice for anyone out there, but you know, celebrities are going to be part of the the game here for NFTs. They're part of the story. That's why we're talking about it, right? But again, you have to be careful to know what you're getting into. So just because a celebrity gets into an NFT doesn't necessarily make it a buy. Uh, Brian, I want to talk a minute about, I saw a giveaway on Twitter, um, and this is from our friends at FTX. And, and the reason I want to talk about this one is it's actually a project that we have had on the roadmap several times. And, and I know you know this project too, the Doge Pound. So mm -hmm. FTX highlighted the Doge Pound today in a Twitter thread. It's a five-part thread here. I'm going to read briefly from it. So it talks about how the Doge Pound is building the largest dog shelter in East Africa from the ground up. They started on that in October. They built the first 10 kennels and started rescuing dogs who need a new home. They're going to continue to work on this. And as we know from our last uh, Doge Pound interview, they are also now working on some blockchain games, right? So Doge Pound, not just NFTs anymore. They're building play to earn and straight up games. And that's very exciting. And FTX used that tweet to highlight that in January, if you spend $50 on NFTs and you enter the promo code NFTJAN22, you have the chance to win that Doge Pound right there on the screen. Brian, I've been a fan of Doge Pound for a while. I still don't own one. I'm sitting on the sidelines. I would love to win this Doge Pound. What about you? Oh yeah, of course. That one's and that one's pretty sweet, and it's like one of the one of ones. Yeah, I think I, that's an awesome giveaway, and I really yeah. like what they're doing too. And they're they're really diving in, um, kind of headfirst, and trying to be you know and show that they can be just up there with you know OpenSea or anyone else. I I can really dig it. I, I like this whole um, little project they got going on. Yeah, definitely. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Doge Pound. I like that FTX is giving you the chance to win one here. All you have to do is, is use their marketplace, right, to buy an NFT, spend fifty bucks. And I mean, Brian, for anyone who's been in NFTs, you know, fifty bucks. Uh, I I mean, that's pretty easy to do if you're buying an NFT, right? So uh, it shouldn't take long to hit that mark, and you have the chance to win this Doge Pound. Um, we of course will have Doge Pound back on another episode when they are launching these games. I'm excited. 
Um, I want to pull up a tweet here. Uh, I just shared here in the chat. Um, time pieces, right? So we talked to Toy Boogers yesterday. We talked to Robotos before. Time Studios, of course, launching these animated series. But also we have these Time Pieces NFTs that they're launching. And look at this sweet one. This is Klan, the artist of Cool Cats. This is his Time Pieces. It's dated January 16th, 2015. So that was when he first created this character, the Blue Cat, that of course became Cool Cats. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this NFT series is not that old, but he started the artwork and kind of the concept back in 2015 and what a great timepiece i mean that name timepiece right something that happened previously I, I love this one this is one that uh i'm definitely gonna check out here and you know find out more about these timepieces drops what do you think brian oh yeah this is a really really cool aspect of this whole um the whole nft time we are in if you know what i'm saying to get that double joke going on there but it's just a really cool time to be like a part of all this because Time Magazine's a huge, huge deal. I mean, everyone knows who Time Magazine is, and then the Cool Cats. A lot of, they're a very, very, very famous and popular um, NFT project. I mean, the cap isn't quite like Bored Apes, but I'd say they're right up there with them as in terms of people knowing them. Um, I think that this is really cool and this is going to showcase a lot of hard work, dedication, and creativity that, you know, maybe some people are missing, but are, or maybe they just don't understand that goes into the NFT um, <clears throat> space and, you know, trading, marketing, all this stuff. So I love it. I'm all about it. I got a little excited about it. So I got flustered what I was trying to say, but yes, I, I'm all about it. No, that's perfect. I mean, uh, a great great summary there brian yeah i i just think you know this is a a cool way to highlight you know a uh, creation of a character right and you know that's something we heard yesterday from doug with toy boogers right he came up with the concept and then he hand drew all those pieces and, and it'd be cool to see him do a timepiece someday right uh, of this nature right of maybe the first initial concepts he had the first traits that he thought of and here's some other time pieces they're doing too. So time announced. And like you said, I mean, time is one of the most well-known magazine brands out there and they have gone all in on NFTs. They launched that studio, of course, to do some of these series. And they're also launching these NFT series. There's 1984 right there. So some of these different years, I really like that. That was one of the things I liked about like the Budweiser cans, Brian, was that they, they did a can for each year in Budweiser's history. So you kind of got to see the evolution of, you know, the different styles of cans, right? The sizes, you got to see the different artwork on the side, right? So it, it was kind of like a, a, a trip to the past via these NFTs. So uh, I, I definitely like, you know, using the you know, that approach as well with some of these NFTs. Yeah, I agree. And <clears throat> I think we're going to see a lot more of it. I'm actually very excited for the Super Bowl. Like you said, everyone will get an NFT, but to see some of the things that are going to happen during the commercials, during the, you know, just the whole time, like announcements that are going to happen on Twitter or discords or whatever, wherever you're looking for your NFT news. I am very, very excited for, you know, just the Super Bowl. And I think that the Super Bowl is going to be the set, the set off point to just skyrocket this whole into the atmosphere. Cause Bitcoin, Ethereum went down and crypto, the whole market, you know, even stocks went down, but the NFT um, market stayed relatively solid comparatively to everything else. So I, I think a lot of people see a lot more store of value 
in NFTs over some of these cryptos that are more utility coins or like for P2P transferring and pay, uh, payments and stuff like that. So I'm just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great time. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, great, great point, Brian. I know we have some cryptocurrency companies that are running commercials during the Super Bowl. Um, we also, of course, have a Super Bowl halftime show that features a couple people who own NFTs. So, of course, you know, we talked about that on a past episode with Hunter Orrell. It, there's rumors maybe Bored Apes make an appearance. Um, also, like you said, you know, Twitter, we're going to get some, you know, posts throughout the Super Bowl. And, you know, these Ticketmaster NFTs that launched with the NFL, they kind of launched them quietly. I was actually able to get some of the team ones. And then I was watching the Lions game and they this little thing pops up talking about, you know, the NFT uh, Ticketmaster, uh, you know, that you can go to the site and buy. And that wasn't even a commercial. It was just like during the game. Yeah. So everyone at the Super Bowl gets one of these, you know, NFT tickets. And also you're probably going to see it pop up on screen during the game where they say, you know, uh, hey, go to this website where you can buy, you know, this NFT. So anyone in attendance can turn around and sell that NFT. But again, it, it's tied to that Super Bowl. It's forever a moment in history, um, you know, that that NFT ticket is tied to that game. So I, I think that's going to be very interesting. Uh you saw my comment there in the chat. What NFT drops or upcoming projects are everyone watching? So guys, in the chat, don't be shy. This is the time, again, not financial advice, but we have some time today where we will go ahead and look at some projects that everyone is watching. So let's go ahead. Let's go to Wonder Pals. Um, Doug from Toy Boogers, of course, told us about Wonder Pals yesterday. This was a project I had already been following on Twitter. I knew a little bit about it. But I want to go ahead and dive in more and find out about this. So can we go ahead? We got 42,000 followers on Twitter, um, which they just hit 40,000, it looks like, recently. So that's a pretty good following already. And I don't know if we have a mint date, but maybe we can pull up the website there and get into some on the, the roadmap here. Brian, do you know a lot about Wonder Pals or was this one new to you um, from Doug yesterday? Mean. This was definitely new to me. I'm very, it looks really cool. I love the art. It's uh, adorable. <clears throat> yeah, the artwork's definitely adorable. It reminds me of some of these others, um, you know, that have launched, but uh, I I'm seeing also that they closed their Discord. So it looks like, you know, that means they had a huge, you know, amount of people that joined maybe right away. I also see that this is a female artist, right? A, a female-led project. And Brian, we've seen that in the space, that that's uh, something that a lot of people try to get behind, right? We're trying to mm -hmm. find some of these women-led projects. Um, when I look at their roadmap, it also looks like, uh, you know, it's, it's going to double as a membership. So you've got giveaways, future collections. They also have an online gift shop. And collaborations, I think that's the key. We heard Doug yesterday from Toy Boogers say that they were going to collaborate with some. I wouldn't be surprised if Wonder Pals is on that list. Um, you know, maybe some others. And it looks like a launch coming in February 2022, 10,000 NFTs, 150 traits um, with the artist and founder, Mina, who we are trying to get on a future episode, of course, from our friend Doug. Brian, what, what are you, some of your initial thoughts on this? I mean, beyond the artwork, does anything stand out uh, in terms of followers or the, the um, roadmap details there? 
No, nothing stands out to be negative or anything. I, I like the aspect that it's kind of uh, <clears throat> it looks a little bit like Cool Cats, but a little bit a little pixelated. But then it has like what you said it has aspects of all these other projects, and it is kind of crazy how fast their um, Discord um, gained popularity and had added members so quickly. But I think we can all say that there it's not just some a bunch of uh, bots running in or. You know, this isn't a project that I would say would be I'd be nervous to get into that kind of thing. I, I, I'm I'm pretty um, excited about it and I, I can stand behind it. Yeah, definitely. So that is our thoughts here again, not financial advice, but this one you have some time, guys. So it's January 26th right now, and this one is going to launch in February um, as soon as we have a date, we'll talk about it on a future episode. But I, I really like this one. It, it's just got that that you know that art that kind of draws people in. It could be a profile picture, right? That's something we talk about. You know, is this profile picture worthy, right? Twitter now has the verified NFT profile pictures. Will someone make this their profile picture? Is this something you know that just you know holds in a wallet somewhere? Because ultimately, you want people to see it. Um, and that increased visibility can help these projects, you know, obviously rise in valuation as well. It looks like we also have um, a couple others in the chat there. I'm seeing Pixelmon and Ponzi Panthers. Um, so maybe we should check out one of these others. Guys, again, don't be shy if you're watching us live right now. Drop in the chat some projects you want to look at. Um, this is... Ponzi Panthers, uh, Brian, I'm not familiar with this one, but obviously when I look at it, it screams Pink Panther to me. Um, uh, uh, you know, a cartoon I saw when I was younger. They sold out. We've got 4,949. And when I looked at OpenSea, it looks like they have not been revealed yet. Um, a floor price of 0.11. I'm not sure what the mint cost was. Um, and I have not looked at the roadmap at all. Do you know this one, Brian? No, I, uh, I'll be honest. I don't. Uh, I, I think their name is trying to be funny because everyone calls NFTs Ponzi schemes, but I think that's uh, not a very good idea to uh, even put a joke in there and say like, hey, we're a scam, but we're not really. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't really like that. That's one red flag for me. That That's one thing I don't really like too much. But I don't know anything, and that is just by, you know, the high-level overview of what we're going on right now. I don't know anything else about the project. I'm pulling up the, the roadmap here um, online, and Brian, that's an excellent point, right, that we see there's that roadmap there. Uh, you know, you want to have a clever name, right? And a lot of these ones, you know, you have the alliteration like this, right, with the double P sound, or you have, you know, something tied to an animal, but I'm with you. Ponzi could be a negative term. Also, they, they do look very similar to Pink Panther. I don't know if they have any rights. Um, that would be a potential red flag for me, um, that maybe there's a copyright issue down the road. Um, you know. But again, they're not revealed. 0.11, they sold out. I do like the fact that it was less than 5,000 instead of your, your big 10,000. But I look at the roadmap and you know, it looks a lot and heavy based on maybe the metaverse in the future um, that they are going to build uh, by land into Central Land for Ponzi Park. 
which is an mm. exclusive jungle-themed amusement park in the metaverse. So free admission to all Ponzi Panther holders. Uh, and, what do you and then get in a meta metaverse amusement park, like you can't ride any rides. You're just walking I, around. Because I, hate, I mean, I like, guess you're you're Dollywood here, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean, your your character could ride rides technically, oh, right? That, that's super exciting, isn't but it? But then maybe you have to buy. Do you have to buy tickets like to ride the rides, <clears> and then the ticket revenue gets split? I, I, do I, I guess pay I... twenty bucks for a pretzel and like a big lemonade too. Yeah. So again, no no offense to Ponzi Panthers out there. If you guys are listening, uh, you know maybe you come on a Twitter Spaces or a future episode and you let us know about your project because uh, again, I don't know the project well. Um, that's just my initial thoughts on it. Um, and they aren't revealed yet, so I can't really see a ton of the artwork. Um, but I don't know. Uh, so who asked that in the chat? Rick House Samurai. Um, thanks for, you know, sharing with us. That's just our initial thoughts. Again, not financial advice. Um, but maybe we'll follow up on this one uh, in the future. Um, anyone else out there have other NFT projects to look at? We got about five minutes here. Um, we'd love to look at some or otherwise, Brian, do you have any uh, that you're looking at or recently got into that you want to look at here? I think most of them we've already gone over. Um, <clears throat> I like the the Adams Adam Bomb Squad and the uh, Wall Street Bulls. Those two are um, some of my favorites right now. Um, there's, there's a handful, um, but I don't really have any new ones I'm ready to sit out yet i think uh maybe on the next episode or next week i'll try to come with a list of some that i see in the future that haven't quite um been you know that are pretty new but yeah that that's a really cool one adam bomb squad is a is a really interesting project it's a hype beast brand um their floor is relatively nice and uh you know you get a shirt if you own one there's just there's a lot of uh potential upside to it than there is downside yeah, you know, I like that you said that, right? We've got the physical item tied to it. Um, the the floor here, I saw 0.55, and this was actually a bigger one. There's uh, 25,000 um, NFTs out there. So I like that, you know, more people can get into this one. It was a brand that was already known, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they didn't have to do a ton of marketing. People, you know, really knew the project they got in. This was one I actually tried to mint and missed out on. Um, but definitely when I see more and more uh, influencers talking about, right, and getting into, I think they're going to have a lot in the future, um, be able to do, some, you know, some more projects and, you know, uh, more utility down the road. So uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Bomb Squad and definitely, uh, you know, excited to, to follow that one as well. Mm hmm. And it looks like we're getting uh, some more in the chat here. So I don't know if uh, if uh, we just want to pick one of these. Um, take a look. I also saw Pixelmon, which is one uh, I talked about before on the show. That one has not minted yet. Um, it is a, a very big project um, coming up. It will mint in February. Um, this is one uh, that they have 139,000 followers on Twitter. Um, so obviously already a huge, huge following. Uh, their Discord was very hard for people to get in. And they actually did a Twitter Spaces earlier today to share some more details. Uh, so I think that that is just creating more and more hype for this project. Um, uh, this is definitely one I'm following along and hoping I can get in on. Um, so Pixelmon, if it's not already on your watch list, everyone, again, not financial advice. 
this will be a very a big and widely followed mint out there. What do you think of this one, Brian? I like it. That's one I actually just um, looked up, uh, I guess, yesterday or earlier today, whichever as I saw it in our Slack and I just kind of checked it out. I don't know much about it besides that. Um, I love the the 3D rendering and all this. Other stuff. I think it's really creative and I like how much work's been put into it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, just a huge following. Uh, you know, you've got the pixel art. They already have plans for Metaverse. Um, it's a well-known project. Uh, you know, it just kind of has a lot of those, uh, you know, items that can really make a successful mint from the start. So it looks like we're almost out of time. So maybe one more of these things. Um, Brian, what do you think of these last four in the chat? Apes are us, dronies, catch king, or Clementine's nightmare. Do you know any of these or otherwise, uh, which one should we, uh, should we pull up here? Uh, I guess apes are us, and I'm I'm gonna guess it is a board ape, <laughs> like something to be a board ape clone or a baby ape clone or something like that. That's that's my guess on what it is. We'll see if we can find the the right collection here, because um, again, yeah, there's so many um, derivatives, so many. Um, did we find it? Is this help us out in the chat if this is the right one? I think it is. So has this minted yet? Who who asked this? Strictly three sports. Um, Apes are us. Has it minted yet? Is this the right one? Let us know here. Um, I'm going to guess it is. Um, so we have the side profile, which, Brian, a lot of these side profile NFTs haven't done as well recently, right? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, I think people want the, the head-on look, right, um, for their profile. They don't want the side look. I do like the backgrounds on some of these, though, like the... The block it looks art like there. the Oni Force. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it does. We got Medusa hair there. Uh, I, I, I'm seeing some Dragon Ball Z traits there. Um, so to me, I mean, it, obviously using apes in the name, but to me, the style looks very, very different um, from Board Ape. I mean, we got some video game, you know, stuff there too. Uh, let's talk about the roadmap. Is that, uh, is that a link there or is that just, okay. So we got milestone one. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is interesting, uh, in progress. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know this one. Um, so thanks, uh, to the chat for, you know, bringing this to our attention, of course. Um, but I just don't know a ton about this. And again, not financial advice, but I'd have to do some, uh, some more digging in here. What is mint price? What is the mint price? Uh, I I'm guessing that 0 0.08, uh, I mean, that's pretty standard now, but also, you know, if this project doesn't have a huge following, it looked like 6,000 on Twitter. Um, I'm not sure how big their discord is, but that might be on the higher end for the, the mint price. We got public mint coming up this week it looks like um yeah so i mean i hadn't heard of this project so we'll we'll see brian how this does the the mint this uh week what do you think yeah i i liked how you brought up as a higher mint price <clears throat> i think when people try to like mint at that 0 0.06 or 0 0.08 no matter where ethereum is you're looking at the difference between you know depending on what what price is that but it could be just you know minting it for two hundred dollars or minting it for eight hundred dollars but that's also a lot of money to think about that you're just going to invest into something you don't really know if it's going to take off or work out or anything. So anything that's below the 0.05 is like kind of my limit. And then you go below. 
I think that's like kind of the sweet spot, but those are harder to find. But um, I like to see it to where, you know, you're not breaking the bank and you're not trying to like, it doesn't look like you're trying to collect all this money at first. And you're going to let the the mint price kind of grow naturally or the floor price grow naturally after the minting. So I, yeah, I, I like that you said that because that is a kind of a pain point. I think a lot of people overlook. Yeah, definitely. Uh yeah, I think that's going to do it for time here uh, again. So anyone who dropped some of these in the chat here, we'll, we might have to jot these down or come back for tomorrow's episode. Um, but thank you to to those people in the chat who dropped some of these projects for us to take a look at. Again, not financial advice. And if you own this or you plan on minting it, you know, don't let our words, you know, sway you one way or the other. Do your own research your own thoughts. That's just what we see looking at it. You know, Brian and I are always looking for, you know, red flags or items that we really like about a project because that can, you know, lead to, you know, maybe a successful or not successful mint. Right. And ultimately mm-hmm. uh, a project really needs to, you know, mint out probably to have that kind of lasting value. Um, we, we have seen some projects, you know, where they're a slow mint or maybe don't sell out right away, but then they have, you know, great success down the road. So there's different different ways and different approaches. But with that being said, it, it looks like we're out of time again. Uh, a big shout out to FTX, the sponsor of the show. And if you rewind a little bit, we actually told you how you can win a free Doge Pound NFT by using the FTX app. So definitely check that out and check out the link in the description below on how you can sign up for an FTX account. Again, Ethereum and Solana, NFTs, uh, you know, no fees, uh, transactions, gas, other items. So definitely exciting times ahead. Anything else to add, Brian, before we wrap up today's episode? All right. Well, we will be back. We will be back tomorrow. So join us for another exciting episode of The Roadmap. Tomorrow we'll cover some news. We'll look at projects again. So uh, let us know again tomorrow if there's anything you want to look at. Or you can always hit up myself or Brian on Twitter. Our handle's there on the screen. And with that being said, guys, take care. And we will catch everyone tomorrow on The Roadmap. Yes, sir.